Hey everyone, welcome to the Hustle with Heart podcast. This is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart coach and your host for the podcast tailor-made for women who want to bridge faith and business to experience grace over grind, surrender over self-reliance, peace over perfection, and focus and fulfillment over frustration and FOMO. If you're wondering if it's even possible to do all that and still build a thriving business, the answer is yes. In this podcast, I'll bring you practical tips and godly insights so you can do just that. Plus, we'll have some great guests and a whole lot of fun together. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. And if you're ready to pursue success God's way, let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Listen, before we jump into today's episode, I have a question for you. Do you ever feel like you're overwhelmed by having to do more and push harder and control everything? Or do you know that the Lord has a purpose for your business, but surrendering to let Him lead is just hard? Or does it feel like faith and business are supposed to be kept separate like church and state? Or maybe you're like me and someone once told you that you shouldn't be too forward in your faith because that will turn people off and limit your reach. And that's bad for business. If you can relate to any of that, then you want to be part of our five-day Faith and Biz Challenge, May 10th through the 14th. You can find all of the details at erinharrigan.com forward slash Faith and Biz Challenge. That's erinharrigan.com forward slash Faith in Biz Challenge. Now listen, the cart is closing for this on Saturday, May 8th at 10 p.m. And the reason I'm closing it on Saturday and not Sunday, Mother's Day, is because I am committed to keeping Sunday the Sabbath and it's Mother's Day. So I want you to keep that time for you as well if you're a mom or you have a mom to celebrate in your life. So don't miss out on this opportunity. Hurry and get over there and register today. AaronHarrigan.com forward slash Faith and Biz Challenge. I cannot wait to see you there. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. It is May 3rd, the first Monday in May. I can't believe that, can you? And you know, first Monday means we have an incredible entrepreneur interview coming your way. And today is no exception. I want you to meet my friend, Dr. Joyelle Ballard. She is an author, a speaker, a board certified OBGYN, and a perimenopause health coach. Now, I don't know if you knew that that existed, but let me tell you, her mission is helping women live healthier through aging and menopause. She has a brand new coaching program called Menopausal Moguls, The Power of the Pause. You can get those details at the link in the show notes. And she's also the host of the podcast, Midlife-ish, Slay Menopause Through Mindful living. We had an incredible conversation. I cannot wait for you to hear her wisdom, to allow her hindsight to be your foresight. And as always, just an amazing time with this guest. So let's tune in. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Hustle with Heart podcast. And I am thrilled for you to meet today's guest, Dr. Joyelle Ballard. So I met Joyelle through my friend, Laverne. Laverne is my cabbie fashion stylist. Joyelle is a friend of hers. And uh, Joyelle also is um, a health and wellness advocate. She really speaks on perimenopause and menopause. 
And we're going to go into some of that today, but I am excited for her to share with us how do we harness the power of uncomfortable change (laughs) to allow God to work in and through our gifts. So Joyelle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Erin. I'm so excited to be here. I know. So tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll just start unpacking where the Holy Spirit takes us on this idea of, you know, harnessing God's power through change. Right, right. Okay, so where do I start? So I I probably should start, um, you know, kind of way back to college, just kind of start there, because I really want to share with you um, you know, my faith in God and how I actually got through college and medical school um, because I'm the oldest of eight. And college was rough because financially because my parents struggled to, you know, get me through each semester. And so that was, you know, that was a distraction for me. But, you know, obviously I went through, but I had a sticky note on my um, uh, my desk and it had Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I read that sticky note every day, you know, through, you know, exams, tests, you know, me worrying about if I'm going to be making it to the next semester. So I had that throughout my whole college experience. And then when I w- applied to medical school, so I'm an OBGYN and I didn't get in the first time. Mm-hmm. And I applied again, didn't get in the second time. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? So I actually applied for a program uh, for a master of public health in Emory. And I was working for a year back here in Maryland and DC. And I was looking for apartments to go to move to Georgia. And I got a phone call from the University of Buffalo saying we have this postback program that you can do for a year. And then you do well, you automatically get accepted to the next medical school class. And I'm like, okay, sign me up. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, God, thank you. Um, so I went to medical school and I had that same sticky note because med school was not easy. Um, and that's, you know, that, and that's really has been my, you know, verse, my mantra, you know, throughout my whole you know, life. Um, so, you know, residency training in, here in Baltimore, and then I've been in private practice for the last 13 years. And, you know, I live in the dream, mom of three, married, and I basically came to a point in my life at the age of 39 where I started to have some changes. Mm. <laughs> I started with these dreaded night sweats. I was like, what is this, right? <laughs> Um, and I didn't, you know, obviously I know about menopause, but I'm like, you know, I'm too young for this. Like this right. is happening, right. This is not happening. No. Um, and then they, they left for a few months and I got pregnant. So, <laughs> so if anybody was wondering if you can get pregnant during perimenopause, you can. So just put that out there. Um, so then I have my third child at that point. And, uh, after about seven months after, um, breastfeeding or fin- after I finished breastfeeding, my, uh, night sweats came back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. I got crazy mood swings, my acne. I had acne when I was a teenager that went away. And then it came back like out of nowhere. And it was horrific. Like I was really like upset every day, waking up drenched and soaking wet and not like what my face looked like. Just, just was not feeling like myself and really not feeling like I was actually losing myself. I'm like, what is all of this? And I really had to um, take a pause. Mm. And I recognized the power of the pause mm. because through this whole process, I'm, you know, going through these changes, trying to, you know, do the mom thing, do the wife thing, do the, the doctor thing, and really had to realize like, 
you know, God was like, girl, you need to take care of you. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you have to pour into yourself. You have to invest into yourself so you can pour into everybody else. Yes. So I harness, you know, I say perimenopause has been my superpower because I really harnessed the power of that and really, you know, took self-care as, you know, something that needed that needed to be a priority. Um and took that and wanted to um, empower other women to do the same thing. Because I have, you know, had so many women come to the office and like, they look at menopause and like, oh my gosh, this is, I don't want to go through this. This is crazy. Like, I don't know what to do. And no one had told me. So I really wanted to change the mindset um, of women going through this change because yes, it is uncomfortable, but it is a natural thing. Our bodies are supposed to go through this natural right. process, even though it doesn't feel natural, but it is something that God want, I built our bodies to do. Right. And I want women to, you know, uh, take the power of that and basically, you know, listen to their bodies and figure out what they need and what they want through this process so they can get to the other side and feel better and just feel, you know, just feel more powerful. Mm. And I just wanted to empower, you know, other women to do that. And then through the, then the pandemic happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> so at that point I became a full-time homeschooling teacher because I took a leave of absence from my practice so I can be home with my kids. Right. And that again was in, in leading up to that, I also felt a nudge to go pursue entrepreneurship. But I was, you know, um, again, I'm a doctor. I'm like, I'm not a businesswoman. Like, you know, the whole imposter syndrome, like, I don't know anything about business. Like they didn't teach us this in medical school. So that was happening. Then I was going through my symptoms, my journey of perimenopause. That was kind of blocking, you know, just my focus of anything. I just wanted to, you know, feel like normal again. Right. Um, so leading up to that, um, you know, I've had that calling to do entrepreneurship and serve more women. Right. Mm. Um, and then the pandemic happened and like, okay, I, I, I'm going to be a homeschooling teacher now. And now I actually can have more time to pursue entrepreneurship. Right. And that's when I decided, you know, God was like, okay, here you go. Just go, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. So I started to, um, you know, read just different books for personal growth and just kind of work on myself still, invest in myself with, you know, um, getting a coach and just things like that, just to kind of, you know, give me, um, again, just uh, empower me to do the things, take the messy steps um, to get to where I want to be, which is, you know, a perimenopause health coach to, again, you know, empower, educate women about perimenopause and menopause and allow them to harness the power of this of this stage of life so they can live their best lives for the rest you know for the rest of their lives. Uh there's so much in that. <laughs> so first I want to step back and say um, we're recording this actually on International Women's Day and I I want to pull back the layer a little bit and ask you as a woman of color how difficult. I mean, you said like medical school is difficult, right? But like how much more do women of color take on in that? Like how much more difficult was it for you? How much more challenging? Not that you necessarily buckled under it, but I, I really want to acknowledge that because, yeah. you know, and, and then the fact, well, and then I'll take that forward into like the message that you have now, which when my mom was going through menopause, however long ago that was, she's no longer with us, but like, it was like ugly and scary. 
<laughs> right, right. So anyway, unpack that first piece for me. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that question, Erin. Um, yeah. It, being a Black woman, just in general, um, I was the first in my family, first to go to medical school, you know, first doctor in my family. And just in that journey of going into medical school, there were people that were like, girl, you're not going to be no doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're from that neighborhood. You know, mm-hmm. like, are you really going to do this? Like, really? Um, so there was that. And and then just, you know, as you as I went into um, uh, college and then medical school that was predominantly white, um, you, you, I, I had this feeling like I, we, we, we grow up feeling that we have to do more yeah. than our counterparts, our white yeah. counterparts to, um, you know, look a certain way and to perform a certain way and to be acknowledged because, you know, you can't, we just, we just assume or basically has been taught that you can't be mediocre. Like you have to be mm-hmm. above you know, yeah. but like, even like I said, when I went through, um, you know, medical school, like get into medical school, I had to take the medical college admissions test, the MCAT. And I took it several times mm-hmm. <laughs> because as a black woman, uh, a black medical student there, they, they, they required a certain score. Mm. Like that, that's the scores were, di- they looked at our scores differently. Wow. Um, so, you know, you, so I, you know, so, you know, kind of handled that too. Like, okay, I have to do this. I have to do better than so-and-so in order to even sure. be um, invited for an interview or, you know, invited to, you know, whatever um, in regards to that. And then as you're, um, as I kind of go through um, uh, medical school tr- uh, rotations and then residency training, um, there's always the, you know, the microaggression, like, oh, you're a doctor, like your parents must be so proud of you. Like, is anyone else a doctor in the family? Um, uh, you know, what did you do? Like, how did you get to be a doctor? Like, just kind of just strange questions. Like I do what everybody else do. Like we go to med, go to college, go to medical school. We do the same thing. Um, so, and then, you know, and then, in train, like in training, or even through being a, like finishing training and into a practice, um, introduce myself as a doctor, and they call me Miss. Like mm. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I said I was a doctor, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so I have to keep repeating, like, okay, I'm Doctor Ballard, I'm Doctor, you know. So, so that, so it, it's a lot. It's yeah. it's a lot. Yeah, I wonder um, in raising young women. And in even your son, because I know I've had conversations with my friend Jessica, um, who is black, and she has a, she has a son, he only child, um, and it's just a very, it's a different conversation. Sadly, incredibly yes. sadly, yes. it is a different conversation. How are you helping your children still cling to faith, right? Cling to the Lord in what they see around them, because I. I only imagine that that as much as you have this relationship with Christ, that there are probably still times that you're sort of like, "What? Wait a minute! <laughs> you made all of us, Lord. What the heck?" So, how are you helping your children cling to faith um, in what they see around them? Right. Yeah. That's 
Yeah, that's that that's a loaded, you know, question. Like you said, that conversation, um, and obviously with the whole protest over the summer, like yeah. that conversation w- really came into play. Honestly, like before, you know, I hinted at different things, but we really had to have that conversation because you know they saw they they saw what happened. It's like it, it, you know they was confused. Like, what is this? Like, why is this happening? Um, so to have those conversations, um, you know, we pray, we pray every, you know, we mm. pray every day. We pray when we wake up in the morning, um, before we start homeschooling, um, uh, we pray at nighttime, you know, obviously we pray and, I, and I teach them to pray before they do anything in their mm. life, you know, yes. pray before they, you know, um, do an exam. Like, you know, when we're in school, um, you know, pray before even, you know, doing your homework, like you have to really talk to God, like yeah. all the time, like you, you, it's okay. You know, but you know, ask us, well, can he hear me? Yes, he can hear you. He can, right. he can hear you. Um, so do not be afraid to talk to him and you should talk to him mm. because he will fulfill all of your, all of your needs. It may not be at the time that you want it, mm-hmm. um, but he will fulfill them when he think it's time. Mm. And, but you have to build a relationship with him by talking to him all of the time in everything that you do. Mm. Um, and then also with other people, we talk about bullying and, you know, people not liking you for different reasons for, you know, obviously for skin color, maybe one of them. And I say that, you know, if that comes up, you know, know you acknowledge what they feel and pray for them Mm. Mm. and um you know and you know obviously and pray just you know pray for them to um be able to see and accept different you know cultures and different people and if if it's not if if they're not ready to if that person not ready to accept it and that's okay they will they potentially may accept it at that time but you can move on to someone, you know, who, you know, a circle of friends, a circle of people who are willing to accept that and accept you for you and not, you know, having you do extra things or perform different, you know, differently because to make them feel comfortable. Right. Right. I love that. Thank you, by the way, for just wanting to share that. Again, I just let the Holy Spirit take it where he's going to take it. (laughs) Um, One of the things that I love about that too is you know, going back to where you talked about, you always have Philippians 4.13 in front of you. You're teaching them to do something that I think the world, um, with all of its mantras and its success and its books and here's how it should look like, and, you know, pick up the phone and get moving as soon as you get up. Like, you're, you're instilling in them this practice of start the day, start every action, start before you do anything, pray. Right. And... I think that as entrepreneurs, particularly, it can be really easy because the world is so noisy mm-hmm. to just hit the ground running. Yes. And when you talked earlier about, you know, that pause piece, how is life, is life, I mean, other than, you know, pandemic, how is life different since you embraced that pause to where you were before? I mean, were you a person that just hit the ground running and just got moving Versus the pause, and so how is that different for you now? Oh my gosh! Yes, yes, yes. I was, uh, I was crazy, <laughs> <laughs> and I really, um, I, I was a person that, you know, hit the ground running and just kept running, running, and taking care of everybody, like mm-hmm. everybody, mm-hmm. my my husband, my kids, my patients. Like I want my colleagues. I want to make sure everybody. Are you good? Are you good? Are you good? Um, 
and not really, you know, taking the time just to, you know, sit back. I mean, I, I, I will admit that I was not praying like I wanted to be, that I mm-hmm. needed to be praying mm-hmm. um, and talking to God. Right. Um, but once I took that pause and actually be more intentional about my day and starting my day with praying, um, like I teach my children, um, and not only just pray, like, and in, in I've also learned over the, the, the last couple of years, you know, I've, you know, I've, like I said, I mentioned Philippians 4.13 and I've read different Bible verses and, you know, the, the chapters and things like that. And there have been times when I read it and just, you know, I read it just for the sake of reading it as opposed to actually reading it and Check. trying to understand what it's saying. <laughs> right. Check that box. <laughs> Exactly. So I really learned to actually reflect on the actual verse mm-hmm. that I read as opposed to just reading it and just right. going about my day. Like, yeah. you know, reflect what is what is this? What is God t- telling me? And, you know, what is t- what is it telling me in this um, in this chapter, in this verse? And how can I use it, you know, throughout my day? Yeah. Um, so. So, yeah. So I'm not like hitting the ground running. I'm actually, you know, first having a routine in the morning. Um, doing things that bring me joy, light my candle, put my gospel music on. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, just, you know, take that all in, meditate, pray, and then start my day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I do differently. <laughs> you know, I, I love that um, you, you see the difference and you probably feel the difference between yes. the two. And, you know, oftentimes people will say, well, how do you know what it feels like to hear from God? Or how do you know that that's what like the Holy Spirit gave you or whatever? And it takes relationship, just like you were saying to your kids, like you need to have a relationship with God. You need to be talking to God. And when you're talking to him and you're in that practice, like you're in, you know, immediately when you're not feeling right, you know, like, hold on a second. Let me look back. Did I have my time in the word this morning? Exactly. Right? And I have right. the same routine. Like I've got my gospel music playing on Spotify. I've got my diffuser going. And yes. I know those days I don't have it because I can feel yep. it. Exactly. And it's yep. the same thing. Yes. So tell us what the shift to entrepreneurship has been like. What You know, did you ever envision yourself as an entrepreneur? And then like, how are you working through that with God's like, go? And you're like, do what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I had, you know, I've all, I've had a list of things that I wanted to do, you know, just as an adult and having a business, having my own business, my father owned a business a construction company when I was growing up. So I've always had that in the back of my mind, but never knew like what that business was going to be like <laughs> or what that business yeah. was, was going to be. Um, so then when I, you know, made steps towards it, it was, it was, like I say, it was scary because again, that imposter syndrome is like, oh, yeah. I'm a doctor. I don't know anything about business. Right. I don't know what to do, who to, you know, who to get to help me. Like, I, I don't know. Um, but once I figured that out, like, you know, again, gain clarity um, and, you know, manage, manage my symptoms <laughs> right. <feel> better. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and like I said, I mentioned actually getting a coach to kind of help me along to get more clarity to, cause you know, I, I wanted to walk in my purpose mm. and, and I had to acknowledge that, you know, obviously as an OBGYN, I always felt that I, that was my purpose. Right. But I've learned that that purpose can shift Ooh, into yeah. a different realm of things. Yes. And that's what this entrepreneurial journey has been for me. 
um, actually shifting to I'm still walking in my purpose, yeah. but it's a, it's, 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 it, it looks different. Yeah. Um, which feels amazing. Yeah. Feels amazing. I love that you re- recognized that you needed help. Like, let me find a coach. So to everyone that's listening, I mean, whether it's a coach, whether it's a mentor, whatever, like recognize that you don't have to know everything. And even you, right, Joelle, like you're a doctor. You right. are very, very smart. You know a lot. Exactly. Right. right. But then to step out into this and go, hold on a second. I-, I need some guidance here. I think it's also so telling for all of us as entrepreneurs that, you know, we often think we're going one way and then God shifts us based on the gifts, based on the talents, based on the impact that he wants us to have in the kingdom. Right. And that can be a hard shift. I mean, there's ego, there's pride, there's like the, the unknown of, I don't know how to be an entrepreneur, all of those things that you talked about. But again, having that relationship with him to say, okay, I'm yours and this is yours. Just tell me where to go. (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And then that, like I said, it, it was, I had this feeling of, you know, I needed a coach, but I have to admit that before, before I actually got the coach, I was, um, you know, on the fence, like, do I really need a coach? I can just maybe, you know, I can just Google things. I can go to YouTube. Sure. Um, and then, you know, being a black woman, we always have this, like, I have to be strong. Mm -hmm. I need to, um, I can figure this stuff out myself. Like I don't need any help. Um, so I think that too, kind of, um, you know, cause I, I feel like, for me, and I, I probably have a bunch of sisters, so I can speak for a lot of us, um, that asking for help may be a sign of weakness. Yes. Which it really is not. <laughs> I think we are, I think we're plagued by that as women. Right. I am not a black woman, but I believe that that, that burden is heavier. Right. For black women. Right. 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 Because there's so much of, of the backbone of, of black society that falls on the women. Right. And so it's like this mantra about, you know, women being strong. And then there's like this extra layer right. layers, I would think. Right. Um, but it's, I love that you recognize that, you know, like, okay, I, I could go figure this out, but hold on. <laughs> right. right. That's awesome. I love right. that. So as we finish up, I would love for you to talk just a little bit about how you work with women mm-hmm. um, through perimenopause and menopause. What does that look like? And then um, we'll tell we'll tell everybody how they can reach you. And then I'll have one more question for you. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I have my podcast. My podcast I just launched a few uh, weeks ago, actually, uh, called Midlife-ish Slay Menopause Through Mindful Living. So I'm just putting out, you know, I want women to not think about beating menopause, but I want them to slay in menopause and live Mm. their best life. Mm. Um, So putting out content for that and women for to connect and be educated and just be encouraged through that. Um, And then I'm excited about launching my my new online group coaching program at the end of this month, March 28th, um, where I basically help professional women over 40 to eliminate perimenopausal symptoms without feeling stuck and overwhelmed. Mm. We're using simple integrative strategies so they can slay and be the CEO in their business and in their life. 
That is amazing. So, so yeah, so it's, you know, a weekly group coaching and also some one-on-one with me and basically kind of walk them through, um, uh, you know, things with what they're eating, exercise and, you know, different things like that to kind of get them through to manage their symptoms so they can, you know, do what they aspire to be. Oh, I love that. And by the way, everybody, all of this information will be in the show notes. And when we share this on social media, you'll have all that. So um, where do we find you? What's the, where do you want people to most connect with you? Uh, mostly I am on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Joyelle. Okay. That's where I live. <laughs> Great. And we'll have the podcast links there so people can find that. I love the name of the podcast. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm just like, yes, this is <laughs> awesome. So empowering. <laughs> so, um, Joyelle, as we finish up, I ask all of my guests this question. Mm-hmm. If you could disca- describe your journey of pursuing success God's way in one word, what would it be? Ooh, one word. Um, impact. Ooh, mm, impact. impact. Yes. I really, um, just throughout my, you know, every step in my journey, it has not only made an impact on my own life, but impact on other people's lives. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I just want to leave that right there. (laughs) Thank you for being my guest. It was such a joyous conversation and I'm so glad that we were able to make time to do it. Yes. Thank you so much, Erin. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I told you that was an incredible conversation. And I just love the wisdom of helping women to age healthier and walk through menopause. Like, you know, who knew that we would need a coach for that? But I'm telling you, we do. So please make sure you follow Dr. Joyelle. Get to know her. She has so much wisdom to share. Now, listen, I just wanted to remind you one more time before we go to be sure that you join us for the five-day Faith in Biz challenge. Registration closes this Saturday, May 8th at 10 p.m. Share the link with a friend. It's always more fun to do it with your circle of friends. Get on over to erinharrigan.com forward slash faith in biz challenge. And that link is in the show notes as well. Don't miss out. I cannot wait to see you next week in the challenge. All right. Have a great rest of your week and I'll see you on the flip side. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast. I pray it brings you value as you build a business with God as your most powerful business partner. Listen, I get so excited about your shout outs to the podcast on social media. So when you shout out, please tag me. You can follow me on Facebook as the Hustle with Heart coach and on Instagram as Erin Harrigan Entrepreneur. For all things Hustle with Heart, visit erinharrigan.com and pick up your free copy of chapter one of my book, Pursuing Success God's Way, a practical guide to hustle with heart. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of pursuing success God's way in your business and that it will produce much fruit and impact His kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. 